I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello and welcome to the FT Money Show. In today's program, has the UK stock market bounced off the bottom? How to profit from the plunging pound? And we have some good news and bad news for building society members and mortgage borrowers. I'm Matthew Vincent, and I'll be giving you the lowdown on all of these money matters in downloadable form with the help of my colleagues from FT Money, Elaine Moore. Hello. Alice Ross. Hello. And Charlene Goff. Hello. So let's start with the money news. On Monday this week, shares on the UK stock market staged a 3.7% recovery rally after last week's 7% fall, the worst week for traders in six years. So is this bounce back, the beginning of the bull market that FT Money columnist David Schwartz bravely called last week and we featured in last week's show, or is it just a product of the relief now being felt after the US Federal Reserve rescued mortgage lenders Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac? Um, Alice, you've been trying to make sense of the movements in UK share prices this week. Is this a bounce that is looking any way sustainable? Well, I'm sure, as you can imagine, opinion is very divided on whether the bounce back is sustainable. I mean, one thing to note is that we've already seen the shares fall back again. They bounced on Monday. There was a, a mini bounce on Tuesday. But now we've lost almost all of those gains. So... The question is, is it going to fall further, I think, at this point? That's that's the main question. And has it been as simple as bounce on Monday because of the Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac rescue and then a fall later in the week because of the bad news from Lehman Brothers? Is, is it going from news story to news story? I think, basically, the market is obviously extremely volatile at the moment. Everything I'm hearing is that traders are just reacting really quickly to everything that's announced. They even react really quickly just on the basis of rumour. Um, and so every little thing is is, alter, is kind of making massive market movements at the moment, which is a little bit ridiculous, but nobody really knows what to think. I think to a certain extent, the fundamentals are affecting it this week because the bounce back on Monday and to a certain extent Tuesday was the relief felt at the US bailout of Freddie Mac and Fannie Mae. But then people started to look at the fundamentals again and they thought, well, this is really only freeing up the supply side of things. So it's making credit a little bit easier. But is it affecting demand? I mean, the problem is, is that the economy is still very bad in the US. Are homeowners going to be able to even take out a mortgage, even if it is easier for them to do so? And Charlene, looking at the possible knock-on effects of the US mortgage rescue on the UK, I mean, is, is there any good news that investors and indeed borrowers can take from it? Yes, I think it is a good sign for UK borrowers. I mean, the, 
a lot of the problems that have been experienced in the UK have been a result of the problems in the US. And the whole subprime, the drying up of subprime credit has been a direct result of what's happened in the US. So the markets are very closely linked. What it means really in the UK is that lenders should start to trust each other a bit more and this should bring confidence back to the market, encourage them to lend again and make more mortgage finance available. Whether it actually is enough to re-energise the housing market is another question. If I can just go back to the equity market, um, Alice, you made the point about bank stocks not necessarily going to benefit immediately. Broadening it out to the, to the wider market, is there any belief that share prices could go lower than the low in July, which was David Schwartz's reason for suggesting that the only way was, was up from here on? Yeah, I think... Uh, at this point, nobody wants to rule that out. Uh, everyone's saying it is possible that it could go below 5,000. But the mood seems to be pretty positive, actually. People are saying one thing I've heard is that the market could test that low again. So we could see a further fall back to the mid-July low. But if the market were then to bounce back after that, um, then that would be taken as a very good sign and things would really take off from there. So that's one possibility. I think everyone's waiting to see really what is going to happen with the banks, though, because there might be some more bad news. So, But by Christmas, I think people are sounding a lot more positive. Well, it sounds like the, the retesting of the lows will be the, uh, the crucial thing to watch out for, just as David Schwartz uh, said last week. Um, and if you'd like to know more about the recent stock market moves um, and the future prospects, look out for our coverage in FT Money in this weekend's FT or go online at ft.com forward slash money. You can also send in your questions for us to answer by emailing us at ask.ftyourmoney at ft.com. Still to come, good news and bad news from building societies. But first, the plunging pound. This week, the sterling dollar exchange rate fell below $1.75 to the pound, having been at $2 to the pound just months ago. But currency traders expect further falls as the UK economy weakens and interest rates are cut. It all sounds pretty gloomy then, but are there still ways to profit from this trend? To find out, Elaine spoke to David Rumsey, Head of Product Specialists at HSBC Private Bank. The reason for the, the dollar recovery is, A, I suppose, that the dollar had fallen so far over a period of time, and we're seeing a, a major correction. What investors seem to be focusing on at the moment are the downside risks to world growth, and uh, that's been, there's been, that means there's been a sort of significant adjustment uh, upwards for the dollar, not just against sterling, but against the euro and other major currencies. So if sterling's going down, as a UK investor, what's the worst position I could be in? Does, if I have every asset in a sterling, does that mean I'm in a bad way? Well, there's always an argument for investors to spread their risk across currencies. But if you are UK-based and you don't have any assets or liabilities in other countries, then to actually start taking a position in another currency opens you up to risk anyway. Now, I think the people who might be in sort of the, the, the most difficult situation are the, um, are the investors who have um, UK assets but foreign liabilities, um, investors or clients who have um, loans or debit balances in other currencies. Is there any way that those sorts of investors can benefit directly from the fact that sterling has fallen and is expected to keep on going down? Well, I would um, just uh, be a little bit cautious about sort of the downside risk for sterling. We have fallen an awful long way already um, from, as I say, above 2 to current levels around 175 against the dollar. And we have moved up to 0.81 um, against the euro. For clients who want to um, benefit from a further depreciation in, in sterling, Firstly, caution, because we have actually moved such a long way already. 
Secondly, uh, how would you go about it? Well, a number of ways. The simplest way is that any liquid um, cash in sterling can be converted to another currency, for instance, dollars. Does that mean I need to go and open a bank account in America or something, or can I do that in the UK? No, you can certainly do that in the UK, and you can hold dollar accounts or foreign currency accounts in the UK. So what they might do, for instance, if, if they had a holding of, for the sake of argument, a million pounds... Um, they could switch that into a dollar investment, and it could just be on a short-term cash deposit. They would earn less from their um, dollar deposits than they would on sterling, but they would be looking for an appreciation of the dollar against the pound. So this seems to be the point that interest rates in other currencies are not as good as sterling, but the currency exchange rates mean that you'll make it up. Well, you might, but there's no guarantee. But things are never so clear at the outset. And to sort of perhaps to purchase dollars at 175 against sterling on the view that there would be further significant fall has a, a fairly big element of risk. And so any client who would switch their sterling holdings to dollar holdings on the expectation of an appreciation in the dollar should be aware of the risks and should certainly consider a trigger level or a level at which the pain becomes too great if the currency moves in the opposite direction. But if I'm feeling quite happy about the risks and pretty gung-ho about the fact that sterling is going to keep going down, what are the ways that I can benefit? Well, if you are gung-ho and you are very confident there is more downside sterling dollar, then it's a, a fairly simple trade to switch your sterling into dollars, either on a forward basis, which would take account of the interest differentials, or just to hold the dollars in cash and wait for the opportune moment when you might perhaps take your profit. Sounds easy. It's very, very difficult. If I'm not so certain about what's going to happen or, or my wealth is slightly more modest than a million pounds, is there anything that I could do to sort of position myself? Yes, there are ways of benefiting from downside in sterling um, with having limited risk. Options are often used as a way of um, leveraging um, a position where the risk is to the premium that's paid up front. Elaine, David was pointing out several ways in which we in the UK might be able to profit from further falls in the pound against the dollar. But is it as simple as just opening an account denominated in dollars? It can be. It depends how much risk you're willing to take. That's the bottom line. If you want to make a bet on currency movements, which is about as risky as it's possible to get because currency markets are incredibly volatile, then that's where you're going to see profit, if you bet the right way, that is. If you're less keen on taking that sort of risk, then yes, you can move your money into a dollar account. A bank with an international basis can do that for you. It can just move all of your sterling into dollars and you will benefit from the currency exchange rate if it goes your way, that is. Or you can move your equity asset allocation to try to profit from the companies that will make money from a strong dollar rather than from a weak pound. Let's just go back to the highest risk way. David was talking about options. Now, uh, option contracts aren't really available to the private investor. What could we do that would mimic a, an option trading strategy? I suppose the place to look is a spread betting company to possibly open an account and to uh, take a bet on where you think the currency is going. What's happening at the moment is that sterling plummeted right down and the dollar strengthened. And it does seem a bit unfair. We were talking about the FTSE bump. It's gone up a little bit. The US economy isn't looking much better than the UK economy. But 
the dollar has done incredibly well in the last month while the pound has just kept on going down. And that's because people think that the US economy, although it was the first one to go into a crunch, it might be the first one to also come out again. So although the pound has fallen quite a long way, people are saying that they expect it to keep going down a little bit further. And you can make a bet on that. And you can also put in a stop loss, which would mean that if you choose where you think it's going to go down to, if it goes down to that level, you make money from it. If it doesn't, you can say that you want to not bet on that. Well, thanks, Elaine. And if you'd like to know more about all of those different ways uh, of profiting from the plunging pound or lessening the impact of the plunging pound, you can read Elaine's article in Saturday's FT Money. And finally today, we have some good news and bad news for Building Society members. Charlene, uh, let's get the bad news out of the way. I think this has something to do with Building Society mergers, isn't it? Yes, that's right. Nationwide this week took over two smaller societies, the Cheshire and Derbyshire Building Societies. But this wasn't necessarily a very positive thing for members of those societies. We knew consolidation would happen. Usually when these kind of takeovers or mergers take place, the members of the societies being taken over get some kind of windfall. And that's one of the big bonuses of being a member of a building society. But actually in this instance, they're getting absolutely nothing. Why is that? Well, I think it's because this is considered uh, more of a regulatory move. It's been very encouraged and sped up by the FSA. I think Nationwide has really said, look, you really have to do this. These societies are in trouble. They've had their own unique problems. They've been very badly hit by the credit crisis. It isn't the situation where, you know, people would be granted money, unfortunately. So no windfalls for carpetbaggers. Uh, our colleague Steve Lodge, the carpetbag extraordinaire, will be obviously very disappointed. Give us some good news. If you're, a, let's say, you're a member of the Nationwide, good news this week? Yeah, definitely there is some. Um, for borrowers, mortgage rates are coming down, which is great news. They've been going up for a long time. Uh, they had started to come down a couple of months ago. They're now coming down at quite a, a pace. Uh, Nationwide is among the lenders that have cut rates this week. Actually, Nationwide's best rate is just over 5.5%, which is looking a lot better. Is um, that a tracker or a, uh, a fixed rate? That's a fixed rate. So for the next two years, that, that's pretty good. And trackers start at just above that, but then they have the bonus that they would come down if interest rates come down, which we think will happen over the next six months to a year. I was just thinking, uh, one of the things that I've been hearing is that people are expecting interest rates to go down quite significantly next year. People are even talking about 3.5%. How would that affect people that were thinking of taking out one of these 5.5% fixed rates? That would, I guess, leave these rates looking pretty expensive. If rates were down to 4 or even below that within a year and you were stuck at 55 you might feel a bit cross with yourself for taking that out now. That's the argument of taking a tracker out, but you don't know what interest rates will do and the market is quite uncertain, so you pay extra for a fix for the security of knowing exactly how much you will owe each each month. Now, these low rates, um, I bet, come with great big hefty fees. That's always been the case in the past. Are we going to get any good news on fees, Sean? Well, actually, they are starting to come down a bit. It definitely depends on the rate. So the very best rates still have fees of around £1,000, which is really a lot for, for most borrowers. But we've seen lenders such as Yorkshire Building Society halved its arrangement fee this week. 
Halifax has got some that are coming down. HSBC has got a number of mortgages where the fee is sort of five or six hundred pounds. So they are starting to come down. But it's always a bit of a balancing act between the fee and the mortgage rate. So you have to prioritise which is most important to you. Very quickly, I'm going to put you on the spot because I know that you're remortgaging soon and I've got to remortgage in a few months' time. What would you go for now? Would you go for one of these uh, 5.79 trackers? Yes, that's exactly what I'm going for. I think trackers at the moment are proving popular. There is a general consensus that interest rates could start to come down as early as November, so that's where I'm putting my money. Well, I think I may do the same. We'll have to see. Uh, Thanks, Arlene. And you can get full details of those mortgage offers and the likelihood of future Building Society windfalls in this weekend's FT Money. And remember that you can email your questions to us on these or any other money matters to ask.ftyourmoney at ft.com. And that's all for this week's FT Money Show. We'll be back next week with another financial lowdown in downloadable form. But until then, it's goodbye from me and it's goodbye from Elaine, Alice and Charlene. Goodbye. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Here at Bellingcat, we get to the bottom of things. From a global crisis to an underreported event, we find the facts using publicly available tools and resources, uncovering what is hidden on and below the surface. We connect the dots using social media posts, satellite images, and public records, and empower others to do the same by sharing how we do it. The ability to do so is only made possible by our readers, supporters, and community members. Care to join us? Learn how at bellingcat.com.